Welcome to the Making Midlife Matter podcast. I'm Peggy Haynes, your host, and I work with women in midlife, helping you to reclaim your voice, to reclaim long neglected parts of your heart, and also to help you figure out what your dream is for this next chapter of your life. I bring to this task my background as a licensed therapist, as a minister, and also someone who is passionate about helping you live the fullest, best life that you can live. So the picture of my life right now is, um, as I'm recording this, I'm at home, it's midday, I'm in my pajamas, um, which may be too much information for you, but um, my week has been really turned upside down because I got the flu. Now, here's the good news. The good news is because I had a flu shot and because I started Tamiflu like within hours of getting symptoms, um, it's not a really bad version of the flu, but still it's the flu, which means right now I'm really contagious, which means I have this really strange uh, experience of being at home without having anywhere I have to go or have to be because I can't because I'm not going to be typhoid Mary and spread my germs around. So all of that got me to thinking this morning. I was thinking about plan B. You know, my, my A plan for this week was had some special things going on at the hospital where I served part-time as a chaplain and then today I was going to see clients, and tomorrow I was heading out for the beach, and that's not going to happen. And I had to go through a little pity party and a little whining and a little sadness about that. But I started thinking about plan B. Okay, what am I going to do with these days? I don't feel real bad. I'm, I'm mainly sleeping like 12 hours a night and have to stop and rest every so often. But what's the plan B for these days? And in the way that my mind works, that plan B led me to revisit a book called Designing Your Life uh, by um, Bill Burnett and Dave Evans, who are a couple of design professors at Stanford. And they teach this course, and it's become like their most popular course And let me just say here, because I am recording at home, you may hear the sound of my dogs or my cat. Um, It's just the way life looks right now. So anyway, I I came upon this book a, a while back and really loved it because they approach creating our lives from the perspective of designers. And designers work in a different way. I thought about it with regards to plan B because designers don't see plan B as failure. You know, most of us, if if our plan A doesn't work, then we feel like we failed. Like if plan A was getting into a certain school and you didn't get in, and so you had to go to plan B, your your safety school, and that feels like you failed. And, And for designers... They don't work within that framework. Their framework is, okay, if plan A doesn't work, then that gives us information about what doesn't work. 
so I wanted to, to revisit this in, in terms of midlife because part of midlife is is figuring out who and what you want, who you want to be in, and what you want to do with this next segment of life. And I'll tell you, I, I define midlife not so much in terms of an age, but as a stage of life where it's it's in transition. Uh, you're no longer building. You're no longer building that family. You're no longer building that career so much. Uh, it just, it feels different to you. And it may come to you in your 40s. It may come to you in your 50s. It may come to you in your early 60s as you contemplate retirement or whether you'll be able to retire or, or what's the last work you really want to do. So I pulled this book back out and, and I want to um, briefly give you their five mindsets for designers because I think they are really helpful mindsets for how we approach midlife. And the first one is to be curious. Now, one of the things I loved about my dad was that he was curious about life. Uh, almost to his dying day, he wanted to learn things. He would always ask, what if? So a lot of times we enter into this stage of life thinking we already know things. It's like we've already got things set. And it can be a challenge to recapture and reconnect with that curiosity that just says, huh, what if? Huh, I wonder. And in fact, an exercise that you can do with this <coughs> is to line, it's one of my favorite journaling exercises, line one side of the page with a single opening phrase of a sentence. And in this case, you can, can start with, I wonder if, and then line, just start at the top and go all the way down the right side of the page, completing that sentence with whatever comes. Don't think about it. Don't try to plan it. So just think about, I wonder if, I wonder if elephants could fly. Okay, you write that down, and then you go to the next one. I wonder if I could do such and such. I wonder if this would be meaningful. I wonder if there are opportunities for this. I wonder how, I wonder if there are other people doing this. Whatever comes to you, and then just see what's coming out by the bottom of the page. The second mindset is they try stuff. <clears throat> and forgive me for my little flu ridden voice here. They try stuff. They don't wait until everything is perfect. They will put something together and test it out. And if the first prototype doesn't work, again, they don't throw the whole idea away. They don't say, well, this was obviously a very stupid idea. No, what they do is they go back to the drawing board. Okay, well, this didn't work. What if we change this part of it? They keep failing, and as they fail, they they find out what works and then what doesn't work. And their ego and their sense of self isn't tied to that. Now, I have to tell you, <clears throat> in this online space, 
I have been working and, and trying and learning about it for years, for many years, because I always knew there was something about it, something that I could do here that could take my work out of just the one-to-one -one in the office to reach lots and lots of other people and not be constrained by time and place constraints. And I got to tell you, Heart Callings is not my first attempt at this. I tried other things and they, you know, it's like Goldilocks. They weren't quite right. They weren't quite the right fit. But I didn't give up on it. And I kept saying, okay, I know there's something here. Let me keep working on it. So designers, they try stuff. Next is they reframe the problems. And what, what reframing is, is simply looking at something from a different perspective. It's something I do a lot with clients. Um, a client may tell me, um, what's a good example? Um, my coworker did not speak to me at all So uh, on this day, so I know they must be mad at me and they must be disappointed with the job that I did. Well, a reframe to that is we don't really know why your coworker wasn't speaking to you. Um, maybe they've had a, a medical test that they're worried about. Maybe they had a fight with a family member. We, we don't know why. The reframing takes away that judgment. So reframing means looking at the beliefs you have and saying, well, can we come at this differently? You know, in midlife, you may have some beliefs about who you are or what your work needs to look like or what the shape of your life needs to look like. They may or may not be valid. They may have been valid at one point, but at midlife, we, we do this recalculation. Does this still apply? Um, and maybe you find out that they were never valid to start with that you just assume that because it was a parent or teacher telling you that it was true, that it had to be true. Um, I was taking some art, some painting lessons at one point, and it was a, a style of painting that just, it, it didn't fit me. It really just did not fit the way that I work with with, with painting. And so I was really, really struggling. I was keeping, keeping up with it, but struggling. And... Um, it, the, the teacher stopped by and looked at my very tortured work at one point and said something to the effect, what I heard was, well, you're not very good at this, are you? And, and what he said was, well, you haven't done this much, but it felt like you're not very good at this. And I wasn't. It would have been easy for me to extrapolate from that comment the belief of, well, you're not very good at this painting stuff. Fortunately, I'd already worked through that one, and I didn't listen to it, and I continued to paint in the way that that works for me, and even have some of my paintings in my office, in my counseling office. Um, so part of it is, is reframing and re-examining those beliefs. The fourth one is to know that it's a process. And this is a really big one because for me, I know one of my things is I, I want to get it and I want to get it 
right off. I, I want to get the first time I wrestle with it. I want to get the answer right away. And sometimes it's just a process. And sometimes the process leads us to, to places we didn't expect. And the failures, what failure, what we call failures, really redefine what success looks like for us. I want to quote from their book. We know that life gets messy. For every step forward, it can sometimes seem you are moving two steps back. Mistakes will be made, prototypes thrown away. An important part of the process is letting go of your first idea and of a good but not great solution. And sometimes amazing designs emerge from the mess. The slinky was invented that way. Teflon was created this way. Superglue, Play-Doh. None of these things would exist if a designer somewhere hadn't screwed up. When you learn to think like a designer, you learn to be aware of the process. Life design is a journey. Let go of the end goal and focus on the process and see what happens next. So I love that. I love that focusing on the process and being open that that sometimes you set out to design one thing and you wind up with a slinky or with Play-Doh or with Teflon or with super glue. And it's not what you had imagined, but it's also wonderful. And I think this is such an important perspective in midlife because so many of us wind up at this stage in life maybe living lives that we didn't imagine. It wasn't the goal we were working towards, but my goodness, it has created something wonderful. This process has created something wonderful. And the the fifth and, and final piece of the mindset of working as a designer is get help. And they talk about radical collaboration. You know, I've I've mentioned before, I think, that scene from Apollo thirteen where they're they have this issue of too much CO two in the cabin and the the hose for one part of the spacecraft doesn't fit the the hook up in the other part of the spacecraft and the engineers have to figure out how to make it work. And so they dump everything on the table, all of the the stuff that they've got up in the capsule on the table and said, okay, we have to figure this out. So what I think about this that scene is they didn't give it to one guy and say, okay, you go off by yourself and figure it out. No, they gave it to a bunch of guys. Figure it out, working together, and you can see them start start working together. Well, what if we do this? Or, or we've got this piece here. What if we do this? Too often, we get in this mindset that we have to do it all by ourselves. And if we don't do it that way, then somehow we are less than, or we are weak, or we are failures. You know, I mentioned earlier my journey in this online space. One of the really pivotal parts of this journey and and part of what helped birth heart callings for me is having a conversation online with a um, friend and, and colleague of mine 
who I first met in a, a therapist group, and she embarked on this online journey uh, ahead of me, and I kind of watched from the wings, <clears throat> excuse me, watched from the wings and cheered her on and said, you go, girl, and, and took notes as to what she was doing, and, and she became more and more established in it. And so I don't even know how it came about, but one night we were on Facebook together and, and started messaging back and forth, and I was really ready, and so I let her help me. And we went back and forth, and, and she could tell me, look, I think this is your, your thing. This is your niche. This is what you bring is this combination of spirituality and the therapeutic background. That's your strength, which actually I had been trying to run away from. So she really nailed that for me. And then we went back and forth and actually together created the name Heart Callings. It wouldn't have happened without her. So you're not a failure and you're not weak if you get some help in figuring out what this design is going to be. So I'm real aware that I am, my, my voice is becoming more and more limited here. So I will wrap it up, but I encourage you, first of all, to check out this book, Design Your Life, uh, a really helpful book whatever stage of life you're in, we are perpetually redesigning things. But especially in midlife, I encourage you to embrace these mindsets. And I will list them again in the show notes to embrace them. And if you decide that you want some help with this process, that's what I love doing. Now, we can do it one-on-one coaching. Um we can do it in in um I'd be offering later this summer uh, a six week group on birthing a new chapter that allows us to do a really deep dive on these things and also uh I'm getting ready to to launch at the beginning of the summer a new um good life at midlife membership which every single month I'll be coming to you with information, with videos. We'll have a question and answer session each month so we can talk together about it, uh, a group where you can learn from each other. But I encourage you to uh, keep your eyes and ears open for that. I'm really excited about it. We, we don't have to do this by ourselves. We can help each other. In the meantime, if you want just a weekly dose of thoughts that will be uplifting to you and encouraging to you, sometimes challenging for you, I encourage you to sign up for my Monday Morning Manna. It's an email that I send out every Monday morning. Um, folks really, really enjoy it and, and talk about how it's it's kind of this informal thing. It's like sitting down with a cup of coffee and, and talking together, but it gives you some things that you can can chew on for the rest of the week. So you can check that out. Go to my website, heartcallings.com, and you can find out more about all of these things. In the meantime, I'm Peggy Haynes, and I will see you next time. <laughs>